Cindy. This is Marada Lens, a feminist podcast hosted by two childhood friends who talk about embracing your inner bruja, sex, and culture. Always funny, always real. And today we got the one and only Badass Latina, Hello. actress, activist, superhero, Maven, Rosario Dawson. <laughs> I like how you ask, like, which way did you want me to be introduced? And then you just use every single suggestion you use. Because I feel like they all fit, Rosario. Let's keep it real. You you're know? such a multifaceted <laughs> woman. That's what it is. You're so multifaceted. And yet you're kind of very, um, I feel, like, private compared to other celebrities yeah. in Hollywood. We, we think so. Yeah, we do. Like, I feel like I find out about the projects, and I'm like, oh, my God, Rosario's behind this. Of course she's behind this. Right. Damn. Right. Like, it's always, <laughs> like, the fun fact, but it's not, like, oh, the precursor. Oh, because I keep it incognito. Yes. Oh, you got to copyright that girl. Oh, TM'd. It's TM'd, y'all. Don't even think about it. It's I just, I'm definitely, like, it's a new thing. I, I've noted, I've done sort of, even, I think, even just in the past few months, where I'm like, oh, let me post this thing that I'm at or that I'm doing. Because it just never occurs to me. I've got, like, a plethora of, like, videos and pictures and probably stuff I'll never be able to even use because I'm fast back in the day from, like, floppy disk practically. Like, I have stuff that I just never posted. So when I see people throw back Thursdays, I'm like, oh, I have really good ones. Mm-hmm. But then I'd have to look it up and then I'd have to post it. And it's just like, <laughs> like, I shouldn't really. It's a lot of work. Up. Right. But would you, say that's, of- would you say that some of it is also strategy? Because really, like, you are this woman who's been in front of the camera for so long. And then you have also translated that energy into activism work. Um, and advocacy yeah. work. And that's, you know, that's a whole other level of distraction in a good way, right? Like you're changing policy, hopefully, through this process. And I think that that thought process, you're not thinking, let me take a selfie the way. No, yeah, it's it's literally been like when, when the whole thing of social media sort of blew up, I just got so excited that I was, didn't have to wait to get to a red carpet to be able to talk about something. Mm-hmm. Or that now when I go and I do something within, uh, you know, with different organizers or on different issues, that they can put it up and upload it immediately and get it out to folks without having to wait for, you know, the sort of um, mainstream press to, to kind of, you know, amplify it. Yes. So for me, that was, Again, so like my first sort of like avenue into it, and I've kind of noticed more now because I get I, I was made fun of a lot, especially last year. Um, that you know, it takes me forever when I would do a little post because I would just you know I, I want to have it you know spelled properly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want it to be Perfection. like thoughtful and meaningful. Like why why other why you know why put it up otherwise? But now I just put up videos of me sitting on the toilet. Like I'm like I don't care. <laughs> like, I get it. Like hilarious like, oh it's just like it's what just motivated like that video by the, the way like, like i was just like i was like, cindy enjoyed it cindy liked it months, i've just sort of been like i don't care like i i, I think i've been too precious yeah and uh-huh. i've gotten and maybe i kind of got a little too siloed about it you know like i didn't recognize like it's just like there really isn't like i guess it's i don't know can you curse on your um, yeah oh, get crazy okay, okay cool <laughs> i'm just like giving zero fucks like and that, that's yeah. what that looks like you know and i mean i just i i put i'm, I'm trying to put um be less precious about and put less emphasis on things that really just don't need it and i've recognized in the past few months that i don't have any control um and that actually i don't have a control over anything actually um mm-hmm. but i thought i did and so i i i've really hurt myself emotionally and phys- physically and you know, just health-wise, really just being so anxious or stressed or whatever about certain issues, and it's really not actually, I mean, it is super deep, but it's not that deep, you mm-hmm. know, and that I can I can just be relaxed and be in my day 
and be my silly, weird self, as well as be serious about these other things, and that those things don't need to be compartmentalized, that they can all kind of exist in the same space. So I've just sort of sort of been exploring that mm. and not being so uptight, I guess, basically. Well, no, but you said <laughs> like something I important. It, it takes a toll on you, you said physically and emotionally, but I think you what you also meant to say possibly is spiritually, you know, and to understand yeah. and define that space on earth. Um, as like one silo or one person, that's a journey within itself. Like that's separate than your activism work. That's separate than your acting work, right? That is mm-hmm. that is not your spiritual work. Which brings me to yeah. my next question. Mm-hmm. You identify. I know we shout out each other as brujitas, and I. But I don't know the story behind you know your your journey. Yeah. Wait, what has do you identify as a bruja? Like, um, do you what what's your spiritual journey been like? You know, I feel like it's really um, kind of come into its own in these past, literally, again, these few months. You know, I recognized when my grandmother passed six years ago that I didn't really mourn. I kind of just energized and did more. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really look at how much that had affected me, how important she was for my health. You know, like not just as a relationship and someone that I cared about. She was sort of my... um connection I felt like to my family because she we, we looked alike she was darker skin she was shorter like me and my mom's six foot everyone else in my family were all the Dawson side that I was sort of adopted into they're all a very particular type of family but when I finally went to Puerto Rico when I visited some of my family in Cuba I was like oh okay there's my family you know mm. and um when I go to when I when I spend time in Africa I'm like oh okay get it that's these are the aquaba, like I get it. This, these are your ancestors, this, right? I, yeah, these are my ancestors. Like mm-hmm. this is like they get like without me communicating, there's no need to communicate. Just it's culturally understood this sort of connection to right. life and time and land and you know what's vitally important in relationship. Like just sitting down, having food together, and communicating, and just like being together as family, mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. and uh, and it was just different than the grind of New York and 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 some of the unhealthy aspects of family, you know, where you kind of like accept certain things that you shouldn't accept, right. um, and unhealthy love, you know. So it was, you know, when I lost my grandmother, it was oh that you know that that touchstone, that person who kept everyone in communication, that space that I could go to annually where I could just relax and just be me, like mm. Rosa. I didn't have to be Rosario Dawson, didn't have to be any of the other things, which I'd started at such a young age because I started acting at fifteen. Mm. So it was it was very seamless of being like a total scrub, nobody, like weird girl at school to suddenly being this actor and it, and it, you know, and and being photographed and it just didn't really make, it didn't really jive. Like I didn't have sex till I was 20. I was like, I was, I didn't have a boyfriend in high school. Like I was really not that girl, but then I was treated that way at the same time. Like it was just this really, there's just this sort of these weird, strange dichotomies at play. And I didn't really explore them. They just were all kind of compartmentalized and I just lived in all those different spheres and the capacities that they needed me. And I can do that because I can juggle a lot of different things. And I just, I was raised to just show up and, you know, to, to, you know, what I've learned in the past couple perform, months taking right? this nonviolent communications course that it's, it's not even so much performing, it's doing. Mm-hmm. I was raised to do. So you, you get rid of, you, you, um, you, what is that? What I say? I say that I had to, uh, to negate the need 
You know, like I, I, I just didn't, I didn't, you know, I, I just completely let go of whatever needs that I had and I just explored whatever the situation kind of needed. So you just showed up. I just, you know, I, I grew up with martyrs, you know, so my grandmother had five children and she didn't eat for years, basically. She just wow. smoked cigarettes and drank wow. coffee. And there's this whole moments of photographs of her where she just looked like mahogany. I don't know if you're, I'm dating myself in this movie. I love this movie. Um, but, you know, it's like she's so, like, emaciated because she just, you know, she would move her kids three times a year because the apartment across the hall was $20 cheaper a month. Wow. Yeah. You know, like, it was just, she was, you know, she, you know, her husband had left her. She'd never had to work before. And now she was working and commuting, you know, two hours every day and trying to keep a hold on her family. And just knowing that, you know, by the end of the month, you know, like, my mom, you know, is being the only girl she realized when she got older that she liked the burnt pieces of meat because that was the only meat that she was actually ever given at home. Because even though it was a matriarchal household, there were four boys and they were all big men. And so they all, you know, my grandmother and my mom and my great grandmother, when she was still alive, they would all do the cooking and cleaning and everything for all the boys, even though it was a matriarchal household. And they were the ones bringing in the money and doing everything, but, you know, but it's this old school Latino culture of the man, man. (laughs) number one. So it was like just these really warped, weird kind of mixed messages constantly that was passed on generation to generation. And so it was just like, oh, okay. So I don't, I'm not supposed to negate the meat. Like, you know, like this idea of this martyr being this heroine, which I love in my grandmother. And I, and I, I just give so much to her because if she hadn't made those sacrifices, I wouldn't be where I am today. Right. But I have, but looking back on it going, but those are really, these aren't really good things to pass on. No, this isn't of course a healthy not. way to live. Yeah. And I don't, I don't want to continue living this way, but it took like actually my cousin dying a few months ago and finding her, you know, she was only 26 years old. Wow. And my, so my young. mom actually explained it really well that because she was 26. My grandma, when my grandma died at 75, it was like it put this really gloomy future ahead of us. Mm. Like, wow, we only have but so many years left if we live as long as Nima did. Right. But when Veneza died, it was, oh, my God, regardless of how well I've spent these years, I've already got 12 more years of life than Veneza will ever have. Mm-hmm. And it, I think yeah. what it really did was give me back my gratitude. Correct. I think oh, I had, I yes. had, I, I had lost, I think, a sense of gratitude because my grandmother dying, I think I took so personally and it hurt me so much. And I, she was my favorite person on the planet and mm-hmm. she was gone and I felt really lost and I just felt lost. I think I just, and I tried, I put a lot of effort into doing mm-hmm. and not being. Mm-hmm. And I started in these past couple of months kind of really reflecting on what that is and how unhealthy that is and how necessary it is to be. Because regardless, if I had died at 25, 26, it was a good life. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, whenever my moment comes, I want to know, like, I, it's been a good life. And I don't want to just be marinated in the upset because I have a lot of trauma and sadness to dwell on if I want to. Mm-hmm. But there's so much beauty and so many things to be grateful for. And I don't want to waste my time not being dedicated to that. Right. right. Because so that's, that's what's, why, why else are we here? You know, like right. there's, there's been tragedy and, and struggle all throughout the existence of humanity, you know. 
but what triumphs is that is, is, is coming through with our art and our beauty and our love for each other and mm-hmm. sitting down and breaking bread and yeah. waking up every morning and being ecstatic to see the sun and feel it on our skin, you know, yeah. like that's Absolutely. what gets you through every single yeah. day. And that's, I'm just reconnecting back into that. I feel like I, I said this, I'm on the board of V-Day. So we do a lot of like vagina stuff. Okay. Oh, vaginas. <laughs> so like, you know, so it's like, I feel like I'm back in my vagina. Like, it's just like, I'm centered back in myself and in my body. Your sacral chakra, I'm just girl. grateful. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm getting those chakras. Like, I'm looking mm-hmm. at my body and my hands, and I'm seeing, you know, my veins and my, my age lines, and I'm 38, and I'm getting gray hair, and it's like, it's so dope. Are like, you looking good awesome. getting gray hair? You're looking good, girl. girl. We, we were googling. We were googling of you, of course, like we do with all our guests before they go on the show. Like, I was like thirty-eight. What? Yeah, and Sydney said that a lot. I'm like, and that's damn. Why, that's why I'm taking videos of myself. Sit up, yes, because it's go. beautiful. Capture, it was hilarious. Capture that moment. That's right. Yes, but it's so beautiful that you say that, Rosario, and I'm so happy that you're saying that because really, a lot of our listeners are millennial women, women that do look up to you, women that are mostly Latinas, mm-hmm. right? And you are a martyr for us. You know, so as much as this trauma and these ancestral traumas that we all have sometimes weigh us down, the minute you're grateful for them because they made you who you are and that there's so much more in life anyway, it's like you start to make shit happen, you know, which I feel you've been doing, but I think it's beautiful that now you're doing it with more self-awareness. Right, right. It's really, it's really difficult. I've noticed in my, I've never been more grateful in my life than I have this year. And someone told me something last year that sparked that and they were like it's really difficult to be angry or upset if you're grateful every day there you go and i was like oh shit that completely turned myself around and it made me more impactful in like my self-love journey and my bruja journey and my spiritual journey but what keeps you centered what's something that you practice on the daily rosario to keep you this like woke yeah whether it's a ritual Mm -hmm. or an affirmation uh i'm 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 still figuring out exactly what that needs to be for myself. I was doing a lot of meditation for a while. I've kind of staved off on that. I've been like, you know, one of the things that I've been doing now is that I started eating vegan again. Mm -hmm. I had done that for a while ago, but it's been really good to just be conscious about the food that I'm eating and just like really kind of connecting to my body. And, you know, I've really thought like this year coming up, I'm just not going to drink anymore or do any kind of smoking, like just like, really clear my system. I feel like I've just got to really clear my system as much as possible because I think it's good to have some kind of discipline. And I've always been very consistently inconsistent in my life as an artist, you know, Mm -hmm. like um, on this set, I'm traveling to this place. I'm doing so. It's been very hard for me to create any kind of real pattern, um, except that it's an inconsistent one. And I really, I want to push past that. It's actually been really great. My daughter's in high school, and like knowing that I have like these next, you know, three or years of just being in one place as much as possible and trying to have like having her kind of life schedule has really, it's been these past few months, especially really remarkable to kind of just be living along to that schedule and like wanting to go to sleep and sleep well yeah. and wake up early and like have a day, you know, like, yeah. it's just, can I tell you that's your ritual I've been such a night owl and I'm like such mm-hmm. a travel person and yeah. I just push myself and, you know, I've noticed like I got, I was getting sick all the time for three years. I was working all these different Marvel Netflix shows and I was, I live in LA and I was working in New York and I was flying back every weekend and I was getting wow. sick all the time. Whoa. And so, it wow. was like so unusual to me because all the 23 years of working, that was the, I had 20 years of that never happening. Like I would get sick once a year. 
Right. But that, that taking that on and flying back, like I just, I I'd just taken it too far. There was just, I couldn't mm-hmm. give anymore, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and that, that I was losing too much sleep. I was not eating well. I wasn't eating in good fat. Like it just, it was just too much. Yeah. And it's been really good to kind of just reclaim those fat, that, you know, just sleeping mm-hmm. and drinking enough water. Right. Self-care. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Just that self-care. Self-care is, is so much work. Priority. Self-care, self-care like, is a ritual. I'm really allergic yeah. to any idea of like going and being, you know, acting just is, um, it's wonderful and I love it and I'm so into it and it's such a great job and, you know, but I am my job. Mm-hmm. I can't fall in sick. I can't like, no one can cover for me. And, you know, it's been, a, it's been the majority of my life and I, I, I'm wanting to take a step back and do more producing and generating work for other folks, but being able to, like, I'm just really um, sensitive to the work, to the time that I have with my daughter in these next couple of years and being physically present. Like, it's great that I did that thing of like work, work, work. Like I did the very, you know, I, I, I took on the mantle of what I was raised to do, which is work and make sure I make that money. But that meant that my grandmother wasn't home all the time. Mm. And that meant that I haven't been home all the time. And actually I recognized, you know, that that's not the most valuable thing, you know, to, to contribute to my family. It's actually physically being present. So if that means I have to shift some things around and, and figure out another way to make ends meet because I'm still a single mother, so I have right. to be responsible, mm-hmm. but I have to figure out other ways by which I can, I can provide and be home. Like, it's just that there's, there's that no balance. compromise I can really, that it has to be balanced right. in that way. Cause there's, he's, you know, she's so big already and it's like, you know, you can never get that time back. No matter how much, no matter how hard you work or how much money you make, you can never get that time back. That's right. Um, and that's the most precious and valuable thing. So that's what I've been sort of really focusing on. So I know I'm getting back into my meditation again because I recognize like just that 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes in the afternoon, like it's 40 minutes. It feels like a long time in your day when, you know, I'm so used to like New York lifestyle, like mm-hmm. packing in a gazillion things <laughs> in a day. Mm-hmm. It's like by doing that, that, you know, that anger and that fear that you said, like I let my brain just go. Like I, I let myself go and then I check it and I bring it back and I let it go and I check it and bring it back. And then the rest of the day, my day feels clearer. Like I allowed my brain to do that thing that it needs to do. Mm-hmm. And now I can just do the work that I have that I want to do and I can do it unfettered without all of that anxiety and stress and anger. There you go. Hallelujah. Really, mm-hmm. I just need to let, like, that's just that's been running my life for so long. And I think we're taught that that stress and anxiety, like, if it doesn't hurt, mm-hmm. if it's not suffering, if it's not that, then it's, if it doesn't have drama, then it's not real. Yeah. Oh, so you don't yeah. Really it and you're not really working hard. That shit is all and too that's real. just like, <laughs> yep. I'm giving that up. Like, oh, you know yeah. what? Like, it doesn't, I, you know, because the fact that when, it, when, it, when things are going great, but I'm constantly waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yes. Like, that's terrible. Yo, like, why, I I why am one. I so <gasps> attached to that negative? Because then you're like, what? you're never present. Like, you're forever worried. Me, but, like, if it's good, it feels bad. Right. Or dangerous to carry. Like, I, I just need to eradicate that from my spirit. Oh, God. And I don't know if you found this, but, like, social media does not help because they glorify that struggle, mm-hmm. right? And they make yeah. it all seem like, you know, you got to be hustling all the time and 24, like, hours a day, seven days a week. Well, on like, the contrary, though, social media breath. makes everything look so perfect. Amazing. But they the glorify ugly, The ugly parts yeah. don't really show up. When they should know? be glorifying, like, a meal with your mom uninterrupted. Like, 
Little well, things don't like that. Well, don't get that people struggling. That people take pictures of their food all day. So I don't know. True, <laughs> true, true. But you know, for on 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 one side though, I I will say it's pretty. How crazy is it that kids are going to look back at pictures of themselves and all of them look perfect? They're not going to have awkward years. Oh my like, god! Like everyone looks like little puppies and cute little like dolls and like sparkly big eyes and cartoons. Like it's really oh, weird. Oh, like, I look at. Like should, like so like a hundred years from like, now or a thousand years from now, people are going to be looking at a false history. OMG. We're all airbrushed. Okay. <laughs> Look out, y'all. Don't hang out with me, Rosario. I'll be taking ugly pictures of you. And I'm going to do the same to you, Natalie, because this is some bullshit. I have some no. awkward looking photos of myself that I'm like, wow, what happened to my face here? So glad I grew out of that. It's been those moments. Like I remember when paparazzi culture started doing that and like they would take these weird pictures and, you know, and, and they would post it and you'd go, that's just a bad photo. Like it's not like whatever. But like even that moment's like disappearing because it's just like right. everyone's just putting up their own pictures now. Or if you, you pay know, off the paparazzi and stuff. he'll edit it for you. Or you pay you. off the paparazzi or whatever. But, like, either way, like, it's so easy to Photoshop stuff and people are Photoshopping their own wedding pictures and baby, Ugh, you know, know announcement so photos. And you're like, it's just so weird. It's such an interesting, strange, you know, moment. I don't know if it's necessarily self-reflective, you know, but it's definitely self-interested. And I think mm. there's actually something quite powerful to that. I think it's one of the reasons why you're seeing such a tremendous, huge woke culture Mm-hmm. It's because everyone feels entitled now in a way that they didn't before. You know, people wow. did feel, I think, bogged down by a lot of certain issues. And so, yeah, you can look at some of the things and see how superficial it is or what it's glorified. But in the end, it's everyone going, my opinion matters. And that's really powerful, you know, because then when they shift, when that opinion develops and it goes beyond certain self-interested things and it starts to start paying attention to the greater world around them, major things happen, like interns getting pay. And mm. huge titans in the industry getting taken down because of sexual harassment. Right. Hello. Things that were like completely made okay for generations, you know, and know. passed on by the women and the men that we love, you know, going, that's just Correct. the way that it is. You know, you're going to work here for five years and no one's going to know your name and you're going to be disrespected and you're not going to get paid as an intern. But then it'll be great for your resume and blah, 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 blah. Exactly. You know, you're going to deal with getting that $2 all, That sounds all too familiar, Rosario. Yeah. Mm. Depressing. Huh? That sounds all too familiar. It's yeah, but it's like, that's, those are the things that we don't talk about, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, our, our waitresses are getting paid $2 an hour. And yep. so you're going in and you know, this is your first job. And this is your first sort of incident into like what the greater world looks like. And you're being told that you don't, you're not worth very much mm-hmm. off the bat because this is all you're going to get is $2 an hour. Right. And then you're going to have to, you know, deal with all types of sexual harassment and aggressiveness and be okay with it and actually maybe flirt with it because you could get a better tip. Mm, and then that's right. how you keep going up in the world so that when your boss does it in another area, of course you're not going to call out HR because you this is he's the potential good tipper. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, you know, and how, you know, these things are just sort of insidious kind of, this is just the way that it is. And we don't really question it. And then we don't recognize how many other places it shows up in our lives where we discount ourselves or we don't speak up for ourselves or for each other. You know, mm-hmm. that, like the, the interesting thing I find, especially in all the big sexual harassment stuff, is all the people who felt so complicit. Like, I knew he was bad, but I didn't say anything. Right. Or right. I, oh, I didn't, you know, for me, it's like I grew up and I was raped and molested as a child. So for mm-hmm. me, the world was like that since I was a child. Mm-hmm. So when I saw it at the workplace, it wasn't, foreign to me it was like well that even happens within family mm-hmm. and happens right. with people that are supposed to take care of you when you're a child so right so why would i say anything know, in the workplace i'm just gonna it, sound like a complainer and I have, 
Right. You know, I've been on the board of Vita. I work with Girl Club like I have over many years, but I never even made it personal mm. because it so often because it wasn't about me. It was more about look, look at this insidious problem that we have everywhere, but also recognizing that again, it would potentially probably have to continue to be compartmentalized because, you know, there's certain just ways that this industry just and all these different industries just keep pushing that agenda. Mm-hmm. But now we're in a place where it's finally like, no, like we don't have to keep passing this on. This is archaic and terrible and destructive. And let's look at it. And it's beautiful. Like I'm, I'm so ready for this moment. Like, oh, it's, absolutely. It's, uh, that was my next question oh. for you. How, how do you see this Everything. playing out for like the future generation of women actresses that are coming up, the younger, the emerging actresses now that are in their teens and in Hollywood? Do you think that this is a time where their entitlement is actually going to help them because they know that they deserve more? Mm. Well, well, I think it's not just women. I think it's women and men. Correct. I think that kids today are in a really different position. You have, you know, kids who are, transgender who are coming out and going, I deserve a quinceanera. You know, you have, um, you know, parents who are supporting their kids. This is a generation that's accepting and not tolerance, which is what their parents and parents above them, you know, were were preached to be. You know, it's not about being tolerant, it's about being accepting. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's what this moment is really tremendous for is that, yeah, there's a major reckoning, especially because this is a patriarchal world. And so women particularly have, have had to deal with certain sort of grunts and what that looks like in discrimination. But it's, it's, it's regardless of how, what the numbers are across the board, people are being harassed and, and, and abused because of power. It's not just this sort of binary man, woman thing. It's about power mm-hmm. and people abusing that power. Exactly. And so there's a lot of, there's a lot of young boys who come to Hollywood as well, thinking they're going to be models or being leads who get manipulated as well. You know, mm-hmm. like this, this is, this is, this is about, you know, agents and and managers and publicists and, you know, talking about this particular industry who are going, we're going to deal with this producer who's disgusting because he's here for the next 30 years. And you little actress, you little boy, maybe are a flash in the pan, even though all of us make our money off of you, Mm -hmm. even though you're actually the resource. And I think that's what's interesting about this generation is that they're recognizing that across the board going, oh, Facebook, oh, Twitter, oh, all of you guys are making all this money off of my data, mm-hmm, off right. of me. It's all of us individually, like, we don't get any percentage of that, and we ended up being sort of on the other side of it, just being sort of, you know, taught to buy our way into our lives. But it's all being mined from us. We are being mined. How can we start to flip that? How can we start to get our power back and recognize our numbers? And that's, that, that's what I find is the most interesting thing about this moment. And the sexual harassment pushback, I think, is just one of many things that we're going to see that is going to shift because it's a, it's, a, it's a cultural shift that is happening right now. Mm-hmm. And the agreements that were agreed to before just don't make any sense. They haven't made any sense for a long time but they specifically and very much don't make any sense anymore. Right. And it's time to move forward. We have, you have Sophia AI who just got citizenship in Saudi Arabia where women are were fighting to, to drive. They're going to get their first movie theater in 2018, mm-hmm. you know, there and you there's a fee and, and you got, you know, you got, you got people across the world who are, who are fighting to declare who they, who, what their gender is. And we are assigning this robot female. We've got, mm-hmm. she's got citizenship while, Millions of people are being called illegal. Oh. <laughs> you know, so we're like, asked backwards. Like, yeah, there's a lot asked. to think about right here that yeah. is happening. And she's pushing for women's rights. Uh-huh. 
I mean, this is a really, like, I, my head's spinning on a regular basis when I look at the news. There's so much oh happening and, and so much to still kind of go through and correct and fix and, and address and, 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 you know, you know, from the past. Right. But this moment, this, this, this present moment is really remarkable and we have to be really thoughtful about how we move forward because people with power and people with a lot of money are already creating and projecting what the next hundred years are going to look like. Right. And if we don't insert ourselves into that conversation, the disparity that we already experience and the despair that comes with it is only going to, you know, right. exacerbate. It's only going to grow. So you're super passionate about this. And obviously, I don't know if you realize this, but you're a resource not only for women in Hollywood and activism, but also women of color. So, like, I wonder, like, where your passions where you're going to focus your passions and that activism mm -hmm. in the future now? Like, what, what lies ahead for you? You know, it's so interesting. I've spent so long um, working and being with activists and advocates and, and organizers, and uh, I'm doing that more. And I'm so glad that this moment is sort of collapsing, like so many artists. You've seen that over the years, you know. Mm. There'll be, you know, what's going on for Marvin Gaye or you know, John Lennon will have his, you know, imagine moment or whatever, but mm -hmm. it, there's a ubiquitousness now across the board where people, all of these different spaces are collapsing onto each other and people are just wanting to be more thoughtful yeah. about what they're creating and what they're putting out there and who they're associating with. So I'm just really just listening and taking in on this moment as much as possible. Mm -hmm. um, and and it being really excited about the fact that I don't have to silo all these different things that I care about. You know, for so long I was told, pick a cause or, you know, right, you right. shouldn't be think political or, you know, why, you know, like, you know, it's like I, I care about all of these different things. So mm -hmm. for me, I'm more, I want to go back to school maybe. I want to learn some instruments. I want to, like, really feed nice. my spirit, my soul, the things that I've always wanted to do is do music. Ooh. I love music. So I just want to, like, learn how to play some instruments and, like, get, get my, like, Dr. Seuss on where I get to, like, play, like, three different instruments at the same time. That's what I've always wanted to do. I love, <laughs> wait, which <laughs> instruments? This is awesome. <laughs> the bass, the guitar, and the piano. So those are like nice. the ones that Basically I'm the whole band. Right That's oh, like a whole Yo, if you need band. a drummer, That's Rosario, awesome. I'm your girl. That's <laughs> it. I'll be your drummer. I want to learn how to play the drums in 2018. We would have joined your band, yes, Rosario. It. Hello. I want to be in I a band. I sticks on the drums. I want to be in band. Yeah. I got a decent voice. You know what I'm saying? I agree. Yeah, I, hey. I, I validate that. And hey. all I can play is the castanets, and I could come and dance flamenco for you. She'll just be like this like whimsical flamingo girl that comes in and out of the act. I, I think like that to would dance work. flamenco to hip-hop. So if you can make that happen, <gasps> that's flamingo amazing. Flamenco hip-hop. You just started some new shit, girl. I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about it. It's a, it's a thing. Um, Rosario, so I'm going to go. I'm going to do it all. I wanna do, do it like, all. That's I wanna amazing. I want to do Why like not? ratchet music, and I want to do like totally awesome like existential meditative music and i just want to mm. i just want to like enjoy myself and just play and and um and you know my daughter is really artistic so i just want to like have that be a part of our lives yes. and our home um, so and really because the, the future is tech and design you know so right. art is i think vital to humanity art is the vortex we're starting to yeah. recognize how much more so that that is especially even going into the future is yes. you know yes you know we're hier hieroglyphics to emojis you know what i mean like yeah. we're really you know this is we're all it's all very connected so i yeah. want to just kind of explore that more absolutely and, and just have fun and like figure out ways to do like really like i just did this silly like psa that is all like adorable, like puppets and all types of things, but it's got a really important message about, 
you know, our environment, you know, mm-hmm. but it, 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 it collapsed like so many different things in one. It made me so happy. I'm like in this crazy costume, there's puppets, there's music, I'm singing a song, but it's about <laughs> the environment, <laughs> you know, and I was like, it's, and it's a, you know, it's a public service announcement. I was like, this is everything. This is so great. Like I want to do, this is what I want to be doing more. You know, yeah. my friend Zoe Bell directed it. So I was just like, this is, I want to work with my friends and I want to just be creative. And I want to figure out fun and interesting ways to address the things that I care about and not, again, feel like, okay, this is, you know, a serious PSA over here, and then this is my acting work over here, and then this is my family time over here, and this is my art over here. Like, I want all of those things to kind of come together, and I feel like this is the moment to do That's so. That's a so beautiful thing. So, so really, mm-hmm. 2018 for Rosario, and I think for a lot of brujas and people who are in tune with their intuition, it's mm-hmm. about new beginnings, but it's not about necessarily getting rid of your past. It's about reinventing that wheel so that it makes sense for the future because i think that all of us have to adjust with this political climate and being women and understanding the the plethora like you mentioned before of shit that we're dealing with Mm. like how are we going to activate all that all our superpowers and come together on that Mm -hmm. i think it's so important for all of us um and with that rosario what is your superpower my superpower since we did introduce you as a superhero let's keep it real you gotta know your superpower what is your superpower? Yes. You want me to answer for you and then no. you give you a couple seconds to uh, to brainstorm? Oh, what's your superpower? Yeah, I'll okay. tell you I'll tell you mine. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Go for it. All right. Mine, I always say, is talking to strangers. Okay. I could talk to anyone. I'll talk to the wall. You're better than I am. So what about you, Nat? We'll give Rosario a couple seconds to answer. What's your superpower, Natalie? Uh, my superpower is that I talk to the dead. Ooh. Look at us talking. I'm talking to the live ones. You're talking to the dead ones. Okay, now Rosario's turn. That's why we work with... That's a yin and a yang. Yeah, hello. Um, I don't know how I would call that. I feel like um, I feel I can make myself feel comfortable pretty much anywhere. Ooh. You're a chameleon. uh, You adapt. Yeah. Adapt adapt. and improvise, girl. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I really, you know, I think, I don't know if it's growing up in New York. I don't know if it's being multiracial. I don't know what it is, but like, you know, whether I'm anywhere in the world that I go, I always end up finding, whether I speak the language or not, oftentimes don't. Um, I feel like I can end up having an incredible meal and meet really wonderful people and have remarkable conversations and learn really cool things. So I don't know if that's you know, adventure, exploration, curiosity, you know, whatever all those different things is. But I just, I, I make, I go out of my way to make sure I feel at home. Like, there's very few things that I'm like, I still don't understand that, but I keep trying. Like, right mm-hmm. now, cryptocurrencies and blockchain. Oh, God. That's what I'm still, like, trying to wrap my brain that around. That Bitcoin? Oh, oh, my God. I don't even get it sometimes. Like, I read every article. I'm like, I still don't uh, get it. Damn. <laughs> well, because it's still so, like, avant-garde with this Bitcoin it's is. Like, so like, conceptual. Is it? <laughs> I don't understand, it's but I'm going to get it. I, I feel like I know, I learn about, I can sit down. I've talked to people about crazy inventions for all types of stuff and doctors and, and scientists and you know I walk away and I can always have an interesting conversation with someone I've, n- I've never walked into something where I've just been like ooh I don't know man I want to get out of here I feel uncomfortable that's interesting I want to like learn more I'm curious I'm like oh I read some article about this thing is that true like I get into it you know but that's awesome that is a superpower my mom taught me to be like that that that's something that she's like, this is important. Personable. If you go into a place that's fancy as hell, you feel uncomfortable, you act like you belong. Mm-hmm. If you go to the hood, you act like you belong there too. And I'm like, what? <laughs> she's uh-huh, like, yeah, yeah, anything that you walk into, you got to own. And mm-hmm. I'm like, why? She always taught me that. Now I get it. Before mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, I don't know what she's talking about, work. but I guess I got to do it. <laughs> so yeah. That when is you're a- walking Athena by yourself, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. 
That is a super so defense there are mechanism. Any places in the world, you got it. You do not want to, you know, you, you know. And I know that as being a New Yorker, you don't walk around with a mask, being like, "Oh, like, <laughs> oh yeah." I can't stand it. I see targets. I can't. Like we are so gentrified now, and I see these girls like pouring out their their purses. Like <gasps> I lost my keys. I'm like, girl, I just want to rob you a principal. I totally get you because the gentrification thing is funny because they don't understand the danger of what it used to be like. I'm like, I appreciate I grew up in this neighborhood. There weren't street lamps. I, I appreciate that there's light now. But, you know, it's still New York. The right. stuff goes down. Is. Like, what's wrong with you? There's literally it's no so excuse. True. You can take a lift. You can take, you know what I mean? Like, there's no excuse. Get out of here. That's yeah. so, so true. I carry you. You just reminded me <laughs> of something. Rosario, remember what? I told you, like, a while ago that about thinking about taking that road trip? I did it. Thank you. You totally oh, motivated yes. me. Yes, you did. 18 right. days on the road. I'm a new woman. Mm-hmm. A right. new woman. Some shit was scary. Yes. Some rides. I got caught in fogs. I drove at, you know, on the, at, the, at the Rockies at night. Bad move. I learned my lesson. There you go. You know, Ooh. I had no choice. There were so many beautiful things. A lot of lessons learned. And then I was like halfway through the road. I'm like, oh, my God, this is a food desert. This is exactly what Rosario was talking about. Because I was just like, where can I get some fresh fruit? And they were like, oh, you're going to have to go in the next couple towns. I'm like, what? Like, I don't understand. Like, why is there no, like, markets? It was for miles. That would happen sometimes. Wow. Yeah. So I would, like, stock up. I would stock up at every couple of towns. Because I was like, I don't know when I'm going to get some fresh fruit next time. Like, it's just like... Mm I didn't even realize I am. I was. I've been very spoiled living on the East Coast. Yeah, you, know? you don't even feel that way when you go to Cuba. Like there's still fresh fruit. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I just want to say thank you for that because uh, I was very iffy up until like the day before. Like, am I really doing this? This well, is so crazy. That's another superpower you have, Rosara. You are definitely a motivator. Yeah, inspirational. Mm-hmm. Inspirational. I thank really you. think it's important for people to do road trips. Mm-hmm. I think it's so good. You see so much more. You experience so much more. And just seeing how the land changes mm-hmm. and the climate change, the terrain changes, the people change. There's there's so many things that stay the same, unfortunately, especially as how gentrified the whole country has become. So you see a lot of the same kinds of stores and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like when you start getting, as you were saying, into those food deserts and stuff and you really start seeing how people live, mm-hmm. you start really understanding why they vote or don't vote the way that they do. That is Start really understand. I mean, there's yes. so much the stuff there that it's important to get out of your experience because yep. we just can't help ourselves but to view information through our and filter through our experience and then not really be capable of understanding how anyone could see it differently than you. Right. And it's so important to really put yourself in someone else's shoes. I've gotten the benefit of doing that over so many years, just being an actor. It's my job to put myself into someone else's shoes and express their experience. Right. And that's just been really interesting, confronting at times. You know, it's been really, you know, sometimes I've really injected some of, most of the time I really try to inject <laughs> some mm. other stuff in there. Not necessarily my perspective, but some humanity, you know, mm-hmm. because a lot of times these characters are written very, you know, two-dimensional and, and you know, and, and you know, they're, 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 they're stereotypes that they're trying to do out. But it's mm-hmm. a very least trying to let you know, okay, yeah, the, these stereotypical things do happen, but this is why, because they're people, mm-hmm. you know, and they're fallible, and they're, this is what they learn, this is what they know, you know, and have some compassion for that, you know, have some empathy for that, and so that's just awesome, and I just think, especially as a woman, okay. you know, um, and especially women of color, I think, especially in America, it's, it's a huge history lesson. Huge. It's good stuff, and it's fucking, like, dope. 
you know? It's like, it feels powerful. Like, you know, women who don't drive, you know, like I'm from New York, so there's a lot of people I know who don't drive. Mm-hmm. And then you come out to LA and there's a lot of people who shouldn't drive. Drivers. <laughs> um, but if you can get behind the wheel, you know, like I flew a helicopter once. That was badass. Like, that is badass. Like, do it. You know, I've gone scuba diving. Like, you know, when you can just be in an environment and you're like mastering that shit and you're like, Wait, I'm wait, so what's the scariest thing you've done, though? Like, is yeah. flying a helicopter is pretty damn scary. Uh, yeah. It can be scary, but it's like when you push through that fear, like, it's it's pretty, that's that's that's, that's the superhero oh, heroine okay. moment. Ooh, girl. Yeah, okay. get it, girl. Mm-hmm. What, what are some fears that you're trying to conquer now? Mm, good question. Fears? Hmm. What am I scared of right now that I'm trying to conquer, per se? You're fearless, I Bruja. Think no, I guess I don't. I'm, I'm not sure if I think about it that way. But I think um, I don't know. My biggest fears are just really around myself. I'm always really. I'm. I'm very. Um, I still have to work through my own. Um, I guess um, ancestral trauma. Yeah, it's it's really just you know some of my just like kind of negative perspectives of like mm-hmm. the things that I've done wrong, you know, like not being as constructive or effective as I'd like to be is one reason reason why I took that, you know, nonviolent communication oh, yeah. course. How how much time I've spent being angry, mm-hmm. how much time I've spent being sad and depressed, you know, like just really how much that's corrupted certain relationships and shown mm-hmm. up in my life and, you know, just really trying to have a better relationship with myself and then the folks around me. So just still right. really learning how to put my own mask on person to others, but like not descend into any kind of just, you know, sad negative place. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. That you can go where I could feel defeated. I think that's the, that's my biggest fear is that I'll, 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 I'll continue to feel defeated by my mistakes and my, and, um, you know, my fuck ups, you know, yeah. just and, and, yeah. and be too attached to that, that I don't, again, kind of embrace my gratitude and like really take on each day and each moment of like what I could create because I'm sad. I'm angry still about a lot of things, you know, I'm yeah. still hurting from them and, you know, and I, and I feel guilty. I feel shame for, for things that I've done. So it's like, it's, it's hard not to marinate in that stuff, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. because I'm also, I'm motivated by it. You know what I mean? Like I, because of those things, I want to do better. But when I look at them too long, I, I get lost in it sometimes. Oh, so, yes. And it can feel really overwhelming to figure out how can I do it. You know, so in some ways, sometimes that's why it's easier for me to go into another space and go, how can I help you with your issue? And then my issue just keeps getting bigger. You know, it's like mm. I, have to, I have to really take that time to go, no, I really need to look at this. I really need to clean up my space and my house mm. and, like, get this cleared out and know that then I can just show up that much more outside of myself. But the longer I, I avoid it or the longer I let it be too important, the more I get lost in it and, and, uh, and then more time goes by and then I'm even more upset, you know? Yeah. So, well, I can tell you from experience that I relate and I know we've had a lot of our listeners actually write in and talk to us about their journey and how they might beat themselves up when they make a mistake as well. Mm-hmm. So I wonder, um, you know, I'm so appreciative of you sharing that with us, but I wonder like, what's something that you want to tell our audience that feels what you feel as well? I would just say, you know, um, you know, I've got, I've got a 14 year old, about to be 15. And it's so interesting, you know, how when you see it outside of yourself, like, I don't want her to have that. 
That's mm-hmm. not something I want to pass on. You know, there's and and kids don't listen; they emulate. Yes, very true. <laughs> they really don't listen, and that's one of the things that I've really understood is that I've really conceptualized a lot of really great advice. So for a lot of people hearing me being upset or sad or angry, they don't get it because they know me as this person that they can come to who always has this great advice and is always doing all these really good things. So they don't even, because they don't really actually know what's really going on with me because that's not what I share. Right. right. But I conceptualize it. And it's like, I don't understand, you know, we can, some of us have that, that terrible, wonderful superpower of being able to help other people when not help ourselves have these huge right. blind spots and how we can, you know, actually do this with ourselves, but somehow generate it for other people. Yeah, yeah. And, I do that. It's a wonderful distraction for myself. It's a wonderful distraction. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sick of and beating myself up. I'm going to help you out. <laughs> and it doesn't work when you no, have a 14. <laughs> like, it's an amazing thing. It's like, it's like I, I remembered the moment, you know, she hit a certain age and all of a sudden it was like she could just lift up this big mirror. She was like, hey, hold on, Mommy, I have something to show you. And she just picked up this big mirror. And pointed it at me. And it was like, oh, right. Because you're not going to listen to me. Like, I, this isn't going to oh, work. I, I'm not I'm not seeing you here and there like some of my friends where I can just give you good advice and peace out and go over there and cry or be upset or do whatever. And you just walk away with this image of me with, like, this wonderful advice I've given you. You're You're sitting here, kid, watching me tell you to do this thing and then watching me not do it myself mm. and then calling me out on it. Yeah. Got it. You know? Mm-hmm. Um so that I would, you know, in, in the sense of they say, like, you know, make sure you have people around you who, like, love, you know, elevate you, which mm-hmm. I think is really important. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, your friends and your family and things that you just love doing, you know, like whether it's music or art or reading or, you know, learning more about the news, going to school, learning, you know, just definitely being in that learning and taking in, not just sort of being settled and satisfied that you just know everything because you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, just, and you don't have any control. I didn't have any control over stopping my, my, my cousin dying. I didn't have any control of them putting a 911 call out there. I didn't have any control. I didn't have any control over anything. And it was really dramatic and really intense because I'm normally the person who wants to control everything. And so it's been really great to kind of sit back and go, oh, I don't. And that's a huge relief mm-hmm. because then you just get to just be. Right. You don't have to do anything. You, you have that, to be. That's and I Just coming downstairs and, you know, just you know, hanging out with my daughter is more than my trying to give her advice. Right. You know, it's really that, that attunement. It's that time and that energy that you share with each other, the smiles that you share. It's all the unspoken things that really make the big difference. So it's having those mirrors and those people that you care about that you want to be better for in your life because they challenge you and they keep you to your word. And it's also having those other people who don't want anything from you and are just lights and great beings who just elevate your spirit. And it's taking, you know, it's prioritizing your health and the things that you love because they're just as necessary as food and water. Right. Because if you don't have those needs being met and they're running on empty, it will show. It will show in your temperament. It will show in your energy. It will show in your interest. It will show. Um, And if you don't show up, it shows. So whether that means they would follow burning your palo santo or your sage or your candles or doing your meditation or swimming, whatever it is, if you give yourself even 20 minutes of that every single day, taking yourself for a walk, making sure you always notice the sunset, whatever that is, mm-hmm. you're going to, you're going to connect to time and not the time that's like clock time and like, you know, Gregorian calendar time, right. but just the time that we're here in this relay race of humanity. 
that just makes yeah. you just feel excited to be around That's and breathe. Right, like, oh, I'm breathing again. Mm-hmm. Just breathe. If you just took time to breathe every day, take deep breaths. To be present. And notice how your you body breathe. Yeah. Yeah. Like really That's notice. Don't just say take the breath, but really notice. Notice how your brain changes. Notice how your body changes. You know, notice where you're tense in your body, your shoulders, you know, and just breathe out all of that tension. And then notice how you were before and afterwards. And it, it's just a miracle. It it's is. a miracle that all those changes are happening all the time. It's a miracle that we're mostly a symbiotic creature. We're yeah. just all bacteria and human cells all mixed together. We are all interconnected. How sexy all this bacteria touch- just floating oh, around. It's so Mother. weird. It's so <laughs> weird. But we are mostly bacteria. We are mostly it's so and true. water. We are not one. We are, it's mm-hmm. like a literal thing. It's not even just like, yo, one love. Like, it's not, it's, not, it's like, it's like literally like for real. we are interdependent. It's like, if so I were true. to take out everything that wasn't a human cell, I'd be a mush on the floor and dead. Like, it, it doesn't right, exist. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly when you start connecting to that and the beauty of that and the awe, then you get caught up in the awe of it because it's, it's, um, it's incomprehensible. Mm-hmm. And when you have awe, you have everything because then you can need. notice mm-hmm. what's happening to the trees and you can notice what's happening to the coral and you can notice what's happening in your family and right. you can notice what's happening in yourself. Like, you know, really taking on, you know, this, the not judgment and blame, but like when I have a feeling now, I'm like, oh, I'm being alerted to my body caring about something. Mm. It's caring about my safety right now. It's caring about respect. It's caring about my health. Yeah. So let me do something to, to address that. But I'm so used to forfeiting and, and squashing those feelings or being upset that those feelings are inappropriate and then trying to just still push with whatever I've decided is what I need to do as opposed to really listen. Yep. And I just think that listening is the most vitally important thing. Listen to your body. Listen to yourself. Oh, my God. That's so powerful. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for sharing. Thank you for sharing your involvement with us, too, because obviously you're going through a transition is 2018 it's new beginnings and it's also just a lot of beautiful things that you're now changing the perspective right because Mm. perspective is so important and you're putting it under a very positive light and i think that a lot of women out there of all ages need to hear this and understand that they're not alone that there's a community of us that sometimes feel shitty we feel happy we feel depressed we feel like we can't control everything Mm -hmm. um and it's okay Yep. But at the end of the day, just be present and be happy with the fact that you're living with good health and you have people around you that love you. Um, so that's just mm-hmm. key, being grateful, being grateful. And I think that's that's what I took away from this. And I think it's no coincidence. Like Cindy and I, before we jumped on this call with you, we were actually just talking about that. Like 2018 is like gratitude has to be the foundation for anything else to prosper. Mm-hmm. You know, you yeah. can't ask the universe for X, Y, and Z if you're not thanking them for X, Y, and Z. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I can't even believe, and I'm not sure if Rosario, like, thank you so much for finding us on Instagram mm-hmm. and reposting our things. Like, we are grateful for that, too, because, like, we were able to expose this message that we have for everyone, this empowering message that, mm-hmm. you know, you are divine. You are part of something bigger. You are, you know, trust your gut. Like, you are a woman. You're a woman of color. And, like, now we get to do this in our third season with you and like i I, we still can't believe it like that we got to do this now that you you put it in those very practical terms i could actually believe it like yeah us bacteria found each other (laughs) and we're creating amazing (laughs) mush and it's magical i made me so happy to find you 
Oh, I so love glad. what you're doing. Now, you know, I'm talking about, we might talk about social media before, but there's, you're, you're out there and there's, there's, there's some really good people out there really putting out some really beautiful, powerful stuff and recognizing how important that is as people are scrolling through their feeds mm-hmm. to see something that just reminds them to take a deep breath and to just, you know, to take a moment to look up, you know, and, or to look at that beauty that is in that image or in that idea or in those words. And know that some stranger out there is in some way, shape, or form thinking about them, you know, and I think that, or, and relating to them and, and, or to me, you know, for me, it was like, oh, you know, it's that like connection. It's that, it's that feeling you have when you, when you hold someone's hand, you know, and it feels right, you know, it's like, and you get that through that image, you get that through that video or that post that you've put out. And that's just really, really special. So I felt really connected to all of you and it didn't feel like, it felt like perfect timing to have discovered you right where I'm in this sort of space myself and just like really connecting to my bruja. I'm like, just, you know, just so grateful. There's so many wonderful people out there who are doing that beautiful work and, and not just doing it for themselves, but sharing it with each other right. and giving people guidance and connection. That's really powerful. Thank you so much. I think I, think I think I just saw a teardrop from Cindy's eye. Stop. <laughs> I love crying. I get real emotion. I cry all the time now. I always start embracing my inner bruja, and I'm crying all the goddamn time. Okay? I even told Same my mom. Here. Oh, I never used to be able to cry when I was younger. I couldn't do it. Like, oh, I just, no. there was so much intensity going on, and I just always had to just be strong. And, like, these past couple months, I cry all the time. Yes, but there's like strength in those tears, girl. So strength. Much. But it feels so good. It's like my body's just like, ah, it's like it's sweating. Therapy. Yeah. It's therapy. It's needed. Yeah, good stuff, bad stuff. I feel something, a movie, Glad a commercial. It's, it's really it's like, real. it's a stress reliever, you know? I love it. Now I'm like, and I got my girls too that are coming out of the closet with their tears. They're like, oh, I cry all the goddamn time. And I'm like, oh my God, honey, that's great. Come over, come cry. You know, I was in Peru recently with my best friend and she's like, you know, you just made me think about some shit I wasn't trying to think about right now on this trip. And now like, I, fa- I feel like crying, but I don't want to ruin the trip. I'm like, I know, no way. Let's go get some tea and go cry on the love roof it. together. I'll find some shit to cry about with you. I was like, no fucking way. Like crying is good for you, bro. And and like that kind of vulnerability took me a long time to get mm-hmm. th- like get to, and I'm like with, with the public it. too, right? That's with so the public, with my family, hard, with my friends. Beautiful. And now I'm like, girls, let's, let's cry together. Let's take a few moments. You want to cry right now? Go some, go cry. Oh no, that guy's going. It's so oh, good for I'm you. Yay. When I'm in New York, I want to cry with you. Oh my god, let's go. I have a beautiful apartment. It's like my oasis. It's like you know, everyone has something going on. You know, let's share, yeah. let's conquer. You know, let's when you come stronger. back to New York, we got to all have a, a gathering of La Brujas for sure. Yes. Um, but definitely, do we have anything, Rosaria, we could give to our public? Any projects that are going to come out soon that yeah. you're behind? Yeah, we can help support you in. Oh, thank you. Um, I, I, you know, I've got this funny little PSA that's going to be coming out. I've got Luke Cage season two. I got this. Um, interesting film called crystal maybe i'm doing a voice on a vr uh video that's going to come out i just did one on on well i am um game uh comic i mean i've got a show that i helped produce um called the assembly with six half hour episodes for free speech tv they do like democracy now and tom hartman so we did that in a collection of activists and advocates and artists all come together to talk about different pertinent issues because it's an election year coming up and we want right. to kind of get into it, but not in like reactive, reactionary stuff, but just sort of 
just talking about how we are and, you know, where we are. And, you know, I think we've got to get away a little bit from the news of like full just reaction all the time and mm-hmm. actually be in response because response is different, you know? Right, exactly. Um, so that, that should be coming up maybe in February-ish or March, uh, okay, depending. Nice. Um, and I don't know, looking at producing a few things and, Amazing. You know what else you got to do, Rosario? You got to take a nap. That's a lot of stuff you just told me you got to do. Wow. That's a lot. But so glad you go, dude. I just came out. You guys can get right now this awesome Audible book I did for Andy Ware for audible.com called Artemis. I have my fashion line that's based in West Africa. So Yes, which I follow your Instagram for that. Can you share the handle with everyone? Yeah, that's Studio 189. That's Mm -hmm. spelled out 189, Mm -hmm. but at Studio 189. Um, but we're based in Ghana, so if anyone's ever in a crowd, it'd be great for you to go to our store there. But we also Beautiful. have a store in New York and Elizabeth Street off Houston. Um, I did not know that, by the yeah. way. So that's a fun fact for me. I will go t- take a yeah, visit. Yeah, let's take for a trip. Sure. Nice. Yeah. Well, if anything take else care. pops up, you let us know. We'd love to let our brujas know what's going on, how we can support you. Thank you so, so much again Thank for you taking so much, the time Rosario. to talk to us. We really appreciate awesome, it. Awesome, my love. Thank you. Go team. Thank, Thank you for your energy and happy new year. <laughs> yes, happy 2018. Year, That's right. Woo! <laughs> That's right. All of that. Mm-hmm. All of that. Yes. Thank you so All much. That, All right. Gracias. Bye-bye. Peace. Bye. Okay, so what you heard there was our little talk. Little, little talk with Rosario Dawson. Hello. So very grateful for that. Um, she shared so much with us. This is, universe. How, we, this is how we even got her on the show to begin with. Hello. We spoke about it to oh the universe. God. We did, actually. And we brought it to life. We really haven't, like, dived into, like, oh, we want this celebrity. But she came up, like, naturally one time. And we were like, you know who's a badass? And we wrote it you down. You know who cares? We did. We put it into our Google Drive. Like, we did the whole thing. The whole intention I setting remember was that. done. I totally remember so to all you brujas and brujas that their intention setting it's is so real. real. We even did it with Dolores Huerta. Yes, and we got her. And guess what? We got them both aligned around oh the same God. time. Because, that was wild. Because the world works in miraculous ways. It really ways. does. And you know what? We I, I believe in it day in and day out. You know, strangers I meet, little things that happen. And it's so true. So and what a great conversation there. we just had with her. I mean, really, I'm really so, happy. So happy. So happy 2018 has brought us these gifts oh my gosh and i'm very grateful now that we Mm -hmm. finished talking about that i'm very grateful for rosario dawson's um energy that she's been putting on planet earth not just with us and our Mm -hmm. today's that's just a one-off her overall trajectory and the inspiration she's given us latinas and women women of color women Mm -hmm. in hollywood and hooray to that hopefully we get some more of these beautiful women on with huge followings on because i feel like their community needs to know the deeper person the spiritual yes. soul right because she talked about herself as a, as a bacteria organism that's mush at the end of the day right which is true we all are that mm-hmm. so it's like what's what's the soul saying yeah. who are you really we're here Not to have what do those you look real like? conversations with you and like yes. just create a safe space for like you doing your badass like projects like that's what we're about here mm-hmm. the collective community as natalie has said before mm-hmm. and we thank you thank and you follow so us on listening. instagram morado lens y'all that's right an iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Murado Lens, taking five-star reviews. Accepting five stars only, please. And subscribe to that bitch. <laughs> Peace. Bye.